Hello everybody, welcome back to East Coast Haunts. This is MK. And this is Sam. And we are back after a little bit of a reprieve. It's been a busy couple of weeks around here, but I have to say I am incredibly excited for this episode. The topic of this episode. I have to agree that I am also very excited. I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know if Nashville is on the East Coast. I, I'm assuming it is. <laughs> I, I looked it up and it is considered, like, even Tennessee is considered, like, technically East Coast, depending on who you ask. But okay. I kind of was wondering the same thing. I'm going to say that it counts, though, so that we can just branch out a little bit. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with branching out a little bit. There's lots of coasts to explore. Um, so obviously, exactly. you may know now that we're doing somewhere in Tennessee. Yes, we are visiting the great, not the cap, is it the capital? Is it the capital? Am I an idiot? Yes, it is the capital. Nashville, known for its music, its drinking, and party scene, all of which are good by me. Um, yeah. And today, I actually just booked a trip there with some of my friends, so that's kind of what inspired this episode. I am so excited to go here, and I'm definitely going to be paying this bar slash restaurant a visit. Sam, you want to tell them where we're going? Today, we are going somewhere that the... the the title, the name doesn't sound haunted, but I think this place probably is. It's called The Rainbow Room, and it is in the heart of Nashville. I believe it's on, um, what was it, Paper? Printer's Alley, yeah. Printer's Alley, okay, yeah, right on Printer's Alley. So uh, The Rainbow Room has a super interesting history, um, a very interesting ghost that's said to inhabit it, and... MK, I'm going to let you get started with the history. All right, awesome. I'm, like, so excited to talk about this. So, like Sam said, Skull's Rainbow Room is located on the legendary Printer's Alley in the heart of Nashville, and it was opened in 1948 by David Skull Skullman, and that's spelled S-C-H-U-L-M-A-N, so it's not two different Skulls. It's, like, Skull was his nickname, but it was also because, like, his last name started with Skull. Right. Clark. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he was known as the mayor of Printer's Alley. So you may be asking yourself, why was he called Skull? Well, let me tell you. He was in in a accident, a car accident, in which he fractured his head. So his friends started calling him Skull, and the name (laughs) just stuck. That's pretty... I guess that works, yeah. Right? I've heard worse nicknames. At least this one has, like, an interesting backstory, but, you know, Skull. Right. And at least it kind of sounds similar to his last name, so you could also, you know, be like, you could also say it was because of that. (laughs) Not because I fractured, I banged my noggin in a... (laughs) Yeah, ow. Gosh, good thing he wasn't, like... Injured any further, otherwise the nickname wouldn't be funny. <laughs> I know. 
well, unfortunately, I can't say that yet. So That's true, yeah. Yes. So Skull was um, a character. He was known for his interesting outfits that he used to wear up and down a printer's alley. Um, this included lots of rhinestones, overalls, and something called Nudie and Manuel Manuel jackets. Okay. So if you look them up, I think it's just called having style because these things are so... Like, they're really neat looking. Um, they're, like, I, I kind of almost want to say, like, when you think of, like, a typical Elvis outfit, this is like what he would have wear like it had like the flames on the back and like the classic like Nashville embroidery you know what I'm oh. talking about what is it manual manual nudie yes nudie Emmanuel jackets oh my gosh wow and I'm looking right now it says how much does a nudie suit cost between 11,000 and 18,000 11,000 I thought you were going to say 1,100 Wow. I mean, maybe that's for, like, a full... This is cool, though. I'm looking at the Google images and, like... They're pretty like neat, said, right? Yeah. Kind of like with Elvis. Yeah, I can definitely see the Elvis inspiration here. I'm sure Elvis had one or at least a few nudie manual jackets. <laughs> he was known for his flamboyant fashion as well as his flamboyant personality. He was... You know, there was a reason that he was known as mayor of Printer's Alley. He was friendly... Um, people noted that he was super hospitable and charitable, and he Aww. often gave, like, odd jobs around the Rainbow Room, like, custodial jobs or, like, bartending gigs to homeless people around the alley so they could earn, like, a few bucks here or there, which was really nice. Um, That's really nice, yeah. He sounds like a good guy, I know, honestly. isn't that so sweet? Yeah. He, he was, definitely. Uh, he also was known for his love of poodles, and he had several pet poodles, and he would walk them around the alley on, like, rhinestone leashes. So, <laughs> I love that. Wait, Isn't is it too cute? true? Did he dye them um, different yes. colors? Okay, I thought I, I, thought I saw that. <laughs> so, that's, like, so iconic. Like, imagine just being known for, like, your nudie and Manuel jackets and your rhinestones and, like, walking around your multicolored poodles. Yeah. Like, that. I feel like you can't have a better, like, reputation around Printer's Alley. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He seems like he was, like, really very eccentric, but, like, in the best way possible. Exactly. And his love of poodles was like so well known that he was even sent one as a gift by the one and only Elvis Presley. So if Elvis. news of your obsession reaches Elvis Presley, you you know it's probably for real. That is so funny. For real. <laughs> for <laughs> um this so, so Elvis knew that this man existed. That's pretty cool. Oh, just wait. So, 1948, this guy, David Skull Skullman, opens the Rainbow Room. And in only 4,000 square feet, so that's like, what is that? It's like 200 by 20. Like, it's a small, it's a small area. Um, the Rainbow Room was able to master the transformation between jazz hall, strip club, and speakeasy. So it functioned wow. as all three of those sometimes at the same time or like at different periods throughout its history um 
and it saw many music legends on their journey to fame. Some of them performed there, some of them frequented the bar, but some of them were Etta James, and she was a blues, jazz, and R&B singer. She's best known for her song, At Last, which is the song that goes, At last, my love has come home. Wow. Okay. That's really, okay, Um, so there are some big wigs here. Oh, yeah, just wait. That's who we're starting off with. So... Patsy Klein also used to perform here. She's an American country singer that have, that tra- died very tragically in a plane crash that also like killed a couple of other celebrities. So that, that was like very sad. Died. Is that what that isn't? Remember? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that one. It wasn't Buddy oh, Holly's okay, plane crash. But it was. Okay. It was one that killed like several notable um, country okay. country artists. Okay. Johnny Cash frequented this establishment wow paul mccartney who was what from the beatles wow (laughs) okay this is like super embarrassing and i promise i do actually know my music but i was like a little bit sleep deprived when i was taking these notes um so i have in here that bob dylan also used to perform and i have like insert joke about like new one love movie i am fully aware that that one love movie is about bob marley and that they're not the same person that is I, so, no really i would also love to know i would also love to know what joke you were planning on that is so funny that is <laughs> so i definitely funny. like meant to go back and like write something but i'm just now seeing this little aside that's like and i was like wait a second i know that those are not the same people anyway and of course that i i have to this is what we're all about here on east coast haunts is transparency (laughs) (laughs) you've seen us at our at our best and our worst um (laughs) and also elvis presley used to perform and frequent this bar so okay so it's been like insanely famous people yes so if you are ever welcome to uh perform on their quote-unquote checkerboard stage you are among the greats wow um and they still have live jazz every night yeah which is impressive that they have it every single night i was like they really have like a uh niche and they're sticking to it which i really like and it's i love that it's like on the music strip and they're still doing like live jazz they're also doing um they do burlesque on friday saturday and sunday Mm -hmm. nights and they have a fully operational bar and restaurant and there's a lot going on there in a good way there is and now i'm not sure if you cover this too much in the haunts but there was also a murder that happened here you feel free i'm gonna talk about some of the hauntings that may or may not um be haunting after that murder but you tell us the history of the murder great i was hoping you were gonna give me the go-ahead for this because this is extremely i thought extremely and it's very sad but it is very interesting. So, yes. unfortunately, Skull Skullman met his end in the Rainbow Room. 
1998, Skullman was found unconscious in the Rainbow Room by a cigarette vendor. So I guess they used to come, like, door to door and sell you yeah. cigarettes. Which, I mean... Yeah, back in 1998, which I'm like, that wasn't even, like, that. Like, that was the year I was born. It was not that long. Well, I guess it kind of was Ooh, long God. ago, but still. I didn't even realize that. I didn't even realize what I... Like, I was thinking that this was still back in, like, the 60s, even though I did just read no. 1998. It was in, yeah, that's it was crazy. Which I guess, I mean, hey, a jazz slash burlesque club is probably, I would think, top dog for cigarette sales. Yeah, maybe he was, like, delivering, like, a huge package of them or something. I don't know. Probably. Um, And then I just want to give, like, a little trigger warning for violence. Uh, But he was found on the ground with his throat slit and his skull was fractured. So, unfortunately, he was hospitalized and he died the next day at 80 years old when he was found unconscious his poor little poodle sweetie was still in the bar and like wandering aimlessly around the bar in his body which is so sad it literally like oh it hurts my heart to think about that poor dog because poodles are one of the smartest dog breeds so you have to imagine like oh yeah that's so yet to see his like owner, like his best friend, probably like on the ground. He's probably so confused Ugh. what was happening. It's really and also like I mean I know you're gonna get into this in a second like um, the motive behind the murder, but it's like you're really gonna kill an 80 year old man who's been nothing but nice to like the entire city of Nashville. Exactly, like, an it's old man. This such a senseless. Obviously, like all murders are senseless but this one was like really it, like, sad really, so angry yeah. um and in response to the murder the rainbow room closed for 17 years mm-hmm. so it was closed pretty much what they thought was going to be indefinitely but nashville rallied in response to his murder tanya tucker who's a very famous country singer she sings the song delta dawn she kept yeah. vigil at his bedside until he died. Willie Nelson, another extremely famous country <laughs> singer, he appeared on America's Most Wanted to help like raise awareness and to help find the killer. And his funeral was absolutely packed by people that adored him and also with celebrities, which I know is like wow. not important like of their their status isn't important, but it is like noted pretty much everywhere that like any of the greats that like got their start or frequented broadway in nashville like they were at this funeral because everyone knew there was yeah wow exactly to the mayor of printer alley um and unfortunately they really it the case kind of went cold for a couple of years but in 2000 the murderer was found by a police captain ej bernard and he tracked the trail to a patient in a Nebraska men's mental institution. So, oh. yeah, kind of crazy stuff. So it actually was linked to two people, Jason Pence and James Kavai. And Pence was previously employed as in a custodian, as a custodian in the Rainbow Room by Skullman. And that was how he knew that Skullman kept cash from that day's sales in his overall pocket. So he, along with Kavai, that it was a robbery gone wrong. They were intending to rob him. 
assuming assuming that uh, Skullman didn't comply, they killed him uh, in order to get the money, which is, like, it's, like, so disheartening because, like, this guy was, he employed Pence as a custodian. He was probably, like, down on his luck, you know, was going through some hard times. And Skullman, like, reached out to him and offered him this gig. And now you're going to use that against him. Right. It's like eventually ended over it. Having a steady job, like, it, like, wasn't enough for him. So now he has to go and, like, not only rob, but then kill the man that, like, went out of his way to help him. It's absolutely horrible. Well, I was just going to say, I wonder how he got from um, Tennessee to Nebraska. I have no idea. Interesting. Um, probably just was on the run. Yeah. But Kavai, who actually was the one who murdered um, Skullman, he got a life sentence and Pence got 15 to 25 years for facilitation of murder because he was the one that like uh, came to Kavai with the plan and said, okay. you know, I know he keeps it in, the po- in his pocket. Um, And to end this on on a happier note, in 2015, the Rainbow Room officially reopened as Skull's Rainbow Room by Phil Martin and David Wileman. It was empty for 17 years and it had flooded and caught fire several times, so they really had their work cut out for them restoring this place. But... They got it up and functioning and booming, and eventually, in 2017, the venue was purchased by Bill Miller, who owns several other very notable establishments in Nashville, including the Johnny Cash Museum, the Patsy Cline Museum, and Nudie's Honky Tonk. So, we got tons of connections, (laughs) tons of connections to the Rainbow Room, and he um, has preserved it as best he can. So it looks the same as it did when it opened in 1948. And it is still a booming, iconic stop in Nashville today. Uh, I have to say, I I know I say this about a lot of our haunts. I am dying to go here. <laughs> like, really, yeah. truly, I want to go here so badly. Even if there was, like, nothing haunted about it, just like the yeah. food and the vibe and the entertainment looks so fun. It just like their menus look really good. Um, they have like a full service bar. Their cocktails look delicious. Just the fact that like speakeasies and like burlesques also like intrigue me because I've never been to one. Yeah, me neither. And this place just looks like it has. Imma- I know that there was a murder here, but it the vibes look immaculate here. And it's really cool that it's from the 40s. Like, it's the same building. It's not like they reopened somewhere else. It's, like, the same building, right? They're, mm-hmm. They tried to, like, restore it to as close as possible to the original, which is really, really cool. This place, it just, I feel like they did um, such justice in Skullman's memory by keeping this place, like, alive and functioning as it was back when he was alive and in charge. And I feel like he would be happy like if he could see it which maybe he 100%. can see it um good yeah. segue so yeah i know great good segue right so <laughs> let's get into okay so that that's you know the history obviously now we're going to the haunts 
The question is, is the rainbow room haunted? I don't know. You let me know at the end of this if you think it is. So on the Ghost City on the Ghost City Tours website, um, they present the same question. And before they begin answering it, they share this quote from David Skullman, which I think is like the perfect uh, introduction. And it's sort of like eerily, like um, like a prediction sort of, of like what was to happen sort of, I don't know. Um, Skullman said, the alley will always be here, I expect, and I'll stay here with it. So, oh. yeah, so kind of interesting, oh. right? So, yeah. Um, like you said, the Rainbow Room was closed for 17 years, and it reopened in 2015. You will not be surprised, I don't think, to find out that people claim to see Skull, and he is in and around the Rainbow Room. He's up and down the alley, and don't worry, he is often accompanied by his dog, um, probably Sweetie. I mean, I know that he had multiple poodles. I would like to think it's Sweetie. And people see David, like I said, in the Rainbow Room, but then also outside around Printer's Alley. Um, and apparently he and his dog, when they're seen, they have like a usual route that they like to take, um, oh which God, I thought was really like, cute. So cute. Oh, the dog, I know the dog was so cute. It was like a little, he was like a little white, a little white fluffy poodle, right? Oh my God. And even also just like David Skullman, I just looked up a picture of him so that if oh, I'm know, walking along so the alley. Oh, he's looking. He's, I know, he looks so sweet and happy. I know, he does look so happy. Like, I, that just makes you, like, feel good, you know? I know. It's sad that he I was taken so early, but, I mean, he did live a nice life, but. He it's, definitely he lived his life to the fullest. And he loved his see. poodles. He's with a poodle in every single one of these pictures. I also love, I think it's so funny how, like, different, like, this is a tangent, but I think it's so funny how different, oh. Sorry if you hear my Is dog barking in the background. Um, <laughs> I think, like, she's growling. I think it's so funny how, like, different people, like, choose, like, the different breeds that they're attached to. Um, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I think it says, like, so much about people depending on, like, what dog breed they tend to gravitate towards. I completely um, agree with you. Right? I'm, there, there's got to be some sort of psychological study or something. Or even just like a TikTok that's like, if you like chihuahuas, you must be like this. Or if you like labradoodles, you must be like this. <laughs> um, anyway, that was a tangent. So back to the haunting of it all. Um, another reason, so yeah, so people do see Skull and his dog in and around the Rainbow Room, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. And it's cool because he seems happy, but we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. So another reason that people think the Rainbow Room might be haunted, okay, picture this. Picture it's really hot out, okay? It's Nashville, okay. it's summertime, it's in like the 80s or the 90s outside, it's humid, it's hot, okay? Ooh. You're inside the Rainbow yeah. Room because it's getting, and it's getting renovated. Um, they're doing some, you know, changes to it, um, updating it, what have you. The walls of the building are stone, and so they're super thick. You know, there's okay. no draft getting in or out. There's no way that, like, a breeze can be coming in or out or anything like that. hmm Okay, so you're in the rainbow room, right? However, and, of course, there's no AC because it's being renovated, so that's off. Whoops. However, when you're in the rainbow room, there's, like, a nice, cool 
temperature in the room. But when you go outside, it's mm. hot again. But for some reason, in the rainbow room, despite there being no AC, no fans, nothing like that, it's nice and cool. Which, as you may know, MK, I know you know this, but um, cold spots are often associated with spirits. Um, so it's kind of interesting that it's like this one room in the sweltering heat is nice and cool. Makes you How think. How courteous of the ghosts, really and truly. Because I'm never grumpier than when I'm, like, hot. Yeah, so. same. <laughs> How, like, really how nice of them to provide otherworldly air conditioning. I know, it is. And it's, like like, again, it, seem, it seems like the vibe is very um, nice and friendly, which makes it even nicer. Makes um, me even want to go there more. I know, I know, exactly. So, and like I said, the good news is that Skull, if he is still lingering, he seems happy. Um, which makes sense, good. because it seems like this was, like, he made, like, okay, let's see, if he died in 1998, and the Rainbow Room opened in 1948, so that's, like, four, like, that's, or is that 50, is that 50 years? Yeah, he, he operated it for 50 years. Like, that is a long time, that's a really long time, so it's kind of cool that maybe he gets to see from the afterlife, like, everything that happened, like, that, even, like, this many years later, like, 80, 90 years later, like, people are still coming here, and it's so popular, and it's, like, hopping every night. There's always jazz music playing. Like, that's really cool. Oh, that's where I would want to spend eternity. Yeah, especially if you spent your whole life, like, building it up and, like, putting your all into it. It'd be kind of cool to be able to, like, watch what happens afterwards. Exactly. I would, I think, this is a total tangent, too, but I just, this reminded me of that. Um mm-hmm. I have recently discovered a bar near my apartment that does, mm-hmm. like, live jazz. So my <gasps> boyfriend and I went the other night to go watch this live, like, jazz band. And we don't, like, we don't really know anything about jazz, but we were like, oh, like, you know, try something new. It could be fun. Yeah. Um, we just watched La La Land, so that was probably... I was about to say that. I was really about to say that. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know... Um, and, you know, we wanted that vibe. So we found this place. They have live jazz music. It's awesome. Uh, but they had a jazz band come in and they played, like, jazz covers of, like, 80s and 90s bands. <gasps> or, like, songs. Oh, that's right up your he recognized alley. all the music. But it was, like, so jazzy and fun. And I have to say, like, the, it kind of reminds me of, like, a similar vibe of this place. But... If I was, you know, confined there for all eternity, like, I genuinely think I'd be very happy to. Especially if I had my little <laughs> poodle with him. Like, what more can you ask for? I mean, That's obviously, it's not great that he was murdered. Like, I'm not saying that but... part is good. But it's nice that maybe he has some peace in the afterlife, hopefully. Um, yeah, I hope cool, that though. got to... I, I hope that if he is still, like, hanging around the rainbow room i hope that he gets to see like the success and like the just the general like sense of love for this place around nashville because like i I was reading some quotes like just from different people about like him and about the rainbow room Mm -hmm. and everyone is like it just everyone has so much nice stuff to say about him about the venue like and just 
I don't know. I It makes me want to go there even more than just, like, the vibe of, like, the bar and the restaurant. Like, I just want to see, like, what has everyone buzzing. You know? He's, and yeah, I completely agree, and it's like he definitely left his mark on Nashville, because it's like however many years later, and we're still talking about him, and his his restaurant bar venue is still open. And it seems, it's like not only is he iconic for that, but like like you were saying, he like gave jobs to homeless people and he um, like was generous. I just think he was like a really special guy. And it's so yeah. sad that his life ended the way it did, but I'm glad that his brainchild is like still alive and well and um, like bringing joy to people. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but still. No, but I couldn't have said it better myself. I completely agree. I think that he would be very happy to know that the Rainbow Room is, is where it's at today. So I will do my best to get there and get some pictures for everyone, some first-hand Yay. pictures. I'll let you know if I get any of those drafts or if I see a little poodle running around on a rhinestone leash. I feel like that would <laughs> probably make my life. I'm not going to... I would be yeah. so excited yeah. if that was, like, my first, like, true paranormal experience. I would like, be absolutely very happy with that. I would be jazzed, actually. Um, hey, that was good. That was good. That was on good. that note, um, I can't wait to check this place out and, you know, until next time, we're just two ghouls. Creeping it real. And we'll be back soon. We'll be back sooner. You won't have to wait a couple of weeks for us. We'll be back very soon. Yes. Bye. 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 Bye.